it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome to Information Operations. So everyone wonders when the Arizona audit comes out. Uh, we have the guy with us who's going to tell us what the latest is. Patrick Burns been on the show multiple times. Welcome, Patrick. Todd, good to see you again, sir. So what do you got for us, Patrick? Well, uh, my sense is, and I need to be clear, I'm kept more than an arm's length distance from the Maricopa audit. I did since November 4th, I've been dealing with people in Arizona and helping fund grassroots movements as they emerged and talking to people. And so, but I really played a background role. And when they went ahead and with the audit that, you know, anyway, so I'm really an arm's length. I've set up funding mechanisms, but, but because I, I do talk to some people because people have been saying, well, we need more money to investigate this. And so, so I, I, I'm sort of 90% in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that as a preamble, my sense is you're going to see delivered this week, if it has not been delivered already, which it may have, but if not, you're going to be seeing it delivered this coming week, the report to the Arizona Senate. And then in the following week, which would be the week after Labor Day, you would see the, uh, you will see the report out to the public. Uh, so that's, that's on timing. Okay. I had I had thought it would it was already delivered to the Senate at least part of it maybe not all of it I guess. Yeah, well, what I have learned in recent weeks, there's really different parts. I know that yeah. much. There's the part yeah. that Cyber Ninjas. Everyone knows about Cyber Ninjas. Uh, I didn't even know until a couple months into the audit that actually Jovan was working was contracted to Cyber Ninjas. Didn't even know that. But in the last few weeks, I've become aware there are other efforts outside of the Cyber Ninjas efforts, other uh, other efforts here. And Karen Fan, the Senate president, magnificent patriot, has been sort of very cleverly keeping this airtight, watertight. Mm -hmm. So it's all being pulled together is what I know. And I've not read it. Don't know. Don't know. But I do know this much. Word is reaching of a attempted political interference. Hmm. Not from Karen. Karen's terrific. But there are other political figures who are suddenly realizing uh, either that they might be in a position to take some credit for this or for whatever reason, they seem to be trying to get their. They seem to think that they maybe should have, be having a say in what that report says. Are these national figures or state figures? State figures. Arizona okay. state figures. I'm not going to name names now. But there are, word has reached me of attempted, what sounds to me, frankly, mm -hmm. you know, borderline inappropriate mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of some that, and I'm not going to name any names, and I'll say it's not Karen Fan. Karen Fan is, mm -hmm. is terrific. But there is some borderline, and well, Karen Fan wouldn't let anything 
inappropriate happen, I'm sure. But there are some, uh, I'll put it this way, there are people, in my view, what's happened here is you have all these institutions that are vouching for the integrity of these of elections. Mm-hmm. And the people no longer trust any of those institutions. They have said they want to check for themselves. And through their Senate, they said, we don't want to, we don't want to hear from the DOJ, from the FBI, from the Federal Election Commission. We don't want to hear from the State Election Commission. We don't want to hear from the Maricopa this or anything. We want a checked Senate. And the Senate, which, which is the way the founders set it up, closest to the people. And the, and the senators have said, mm-hmm. we have hired some technicians to perform, a, to look into this. Mm-hmm. What those technicians report should be what those technicians report. There's no excuse for any political figure to reach in and have any say. Not one fucking comma. Yeah. Not one comma. The people don't trust the political class. They want a direct answer. And that there's some politicians who I'm not naming now, but who are actually trying to reach in and say, well, they get a say and that they want to say in, in, in the drafting of the audit, I think is extraordinarily inappropriate, sure. uh, frankly, uh, unless it's a very, very limited reason and a very specific thing that maybe they have some technical knowledge and have some reason to address or something. Uh, but for any political figure in the state to be thinking that they should be have be in a position to rewrite or, or change or soften conclusions and, and that, you know, is, is really problematic. The, and that's the danger here. I th- I'll tell you, I know enough from the sub, from the subcontractors involved and from being around and supplying this and needing to get an answer on that, I know that they have found really, really problematic stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll tell you, I'm happy to be in Atlanta to, uh, today and Wendy Rogers has been here. She's uh, not yes. Wendy Rogers. Wendy, who's, is yeah, Wendy right. is yeah, there, there's another one from out there of when, well, Townsend, but Rogers is the one going around all the states. She was, yeah. At the, yeah. Well, one of them, uh, or, or well, anyway, there was a female uh, senator from Arizona and Georgia with Michael Flynn this weekend. That's Rogers. That's Rogers. Well, mm-hmm. he told me because she has had some briefings as to what's going on. He told me that she's actually been in front of crowds this weekend saying look, they found this and they found this and they found the other thing. Well, I don't know if she should be doing that, but the, the, the point is they know. They know and they should not let any political figure, political class is going to come in and try to water this down. Hmm. All The political class, the Republican political class of Arizona, the rhinos, the nobody. Of course. So they are going to try to water this down. I'm sure they've all been promised federal judgeships or sacks of cash and under a streetlight if they can get this killed at this late date or watered down. And I think the public of Arizona should go ballistic at the possibility of any political figure getting his fingers on this. This should go from Doug and the other leaders of the different efforts, however it's structured, to Karen Fan, and that's that. 
And it's, it's shocking to me that I'm now hearing there are political figures who think they should have a whole, anybody running for office, anybody who has any possibility of being touched, we cannot have uh, getting a chance to affect this, this because they're all fucking bought off. That's what we've learned. Everybody's yeah. corrupt. It's all corrupt. Let me go. If we go to, if this loses, this is our last chance. This is a, this is a, the Kareem, who was that? Kareem Al-Jabbar. Was he the guy with the sky hook? The big, this is that sky hook at, for, at the end of the game. You're one point down. This is it. If we lose this in Arizona, look, other states, I'm hearing, you know, other states a month ago, there were 20 of them lined up. But with so much going on now, and if they're able to take the lugs out, legs out from under the Maricopa audit, and this fizzles out around the country, we're done, It's done. You know, it's so bad. I can tell, I'm, I'm biting my tongue on some things I want to tell you. I know things now that are not public, not just about Arizona, but about things nationwide. I'll tell you this, our republic is done. Our republic is done. This, the elections are far more corrupt than anyone has any idea. We're not talking about one or 2%. We're talking about, and I did a partial interview with you earlier today, Todd, you're welcome to use that clip and have me explain that, that, uh, that one right. or 2% that I always had been hearing about for 20 years. I'd love, this isn't one or 2%. We're talking, I think 10, 12, 15% fake votes. The Republic, there's no, there, it's over. Democracy's over. If you have that and that can survive something so extraordinary can survive because they fought for six months, anyone opening a box. And by hook or by crook, we finally got so we could open box for three months. They've been looking at boxes. And if they're able to want to kill that, we're done ski. It means they can have rigged elections. There's no point in even having the elections anymore. We're, we're at an inflection point for the Republic. Either we go one way or the other. Yeah. We, we get, you know, the, I was telling you the mask is off. We know what they're doing. Um, you know, I think Trump forced their hand and that's the silver lining, but we have to do something about it. So, yeah, this can't. The people of Arizona should make it very clear they will not accept any political interference in this report. It should be, and it's the kiss of death. If politicians get involved, the whole point was that we don't trust the politicians. We right. want to know that some technologists to look at stuff and tell us what they find. To have them spend all these millions of dollars and all these months and all this effort to do that and then some weenie politician or two to get involved and say, well, I need to, it's cuckoo. Yeah. Messages. So that's, that's where things stand. Uh, and I hope that it's made really clear in social media that the citizens of Arizona and this country do not want any political interference in this report from the political class of Arizona, which is what the Republican political class, believe it or not, there are some weak sisters there are some some rhinos who are. Actually oh, we believe corrupt. it. Yeah, we believe it, it. It's all corrupt. The way some of these political rhinos are doing this is they're trying to argue that the report should only be allowed to go and address the original construct of the report, the original assignment of the audit, and leave out other things that have been found. Right. And my understanding that they found, yeah. My understanding is that they have found a lot of other things that our original understanding of how the bad guys affected the steel, the rig, was not a hundred percent correct. Some of the things were correct, some of the things were not correct. 
but even the things that were not correct turn out to be involved, but for a different reason. So for example, the adjudication process. I've been told that, you know, we all thought the adjudication was they put it into that and then they just give everything to Biden. That's not it. There's a reason to, there's another reason to drive things into adjudication. And that other reason has to do with bypassing the controls on the original assignment of, of a association with a voter. And it, it, right. it's complicated. It gets it by going into adjudication. It bypasses that normal thing. And I've been told that there are areas of Phoenix that turn out to have adjudication rates over 50%. Yes. So that's a little bit like, you know, imagine a guy has a girlfriend who says, hey, honey, I don't trust you. And I want to I want to check your phone and look at your Internet browser and look at what you've been looking at. And I'm going to check your iMessages as well. And the guy hands over the phone and she goes through the iMessages and the internet browser and doesn't find anything. But she goes on WhatsApp and she finds all kinds of stuff. She doesn't want to. And she brings it in the, and the boyfriend right. says, no, no, no. You told me you were going to look at iMessage and you were going to look at, you know, ah, you, you don't get to. Uh, no, no, you didn't. Find. Well, that's what some what I'm being told is some in the Republican political class and not the good ones whose names you can get, like Karen Fan, but there right. are other political figures right. who are saying, look, the audit was, the the construct or the scope of the audit was this, and all this other shit that they have found that's outside that scope, we gotta exclude from the report because the report was just, the audit was just for this. Well, that's absurd. And they're trying and they're gonna try to water it down. How horrible is that? So the, pe wow. the people of America, wow. the people of Arizona should remind their the politicians that this all started because the politicians don't want to take their word for it. I mean, the citizens no longer want to take the word of politicians, of departments of justice, of federal guys, of election commissions, of, of county election boards. We doubt them all. We doubt them all. And we, the people, have hired our own tech, not through our Senate of Arizona, hired our own technicians to look into it. And we want to know what they say. We don't want to hear what some politicians think that they say or some politicians understanding of actually after the technicians did their work, this is the part that we think uh, that we feel comfortable with. That's, that defeats the point of the whole exercise. No one trusts them anymore. They want the citizens of Arizona want to hear from those technologists what happened. They don't want it. They don't need any politician to interpret it for them. And there are what I'm being told is there are political figures who are warming up to say and saying, hey, it was out, if it's outside the scope of that initial set of instructions, then it can't be included. Well, but it has me livid. And I hope the citizenry of Arizona goes apeshit about this and let their let the let social media know let their elected politicians know they don't want to hear from any elected official or want to be elected official say someone who thinks he's running for office next year perhaps who wants to get involved in this and and put any strictures on that report that's not their role the people of Arizona wanted a techno some technologists to look into it and report and they're not interested in hearing what politicians think of what those technologists say and decide what they can let on to the public. The whole point of this is we don't trust the authority figures anymore. And the political class 
should hear that loudly and clearly from the people of Arizona. But my current understanding is that the Senate, this Karen Fan, who sounds like a real hero, I've never met with her, uh, the Senate president did some very clever stuff. And this has been more cellular in structure than we knew, than Doug. So uh, Doug Logan of Cyber Ninjas has been performing parts of this audit and the other technical people. But it turns out there's other pieces and other groups that have been handling different aspects for uh, Senator Fan, And so, so this is a pretty thorough. So thing. you're saying she's got other things going on is what you're saying behind that most people don't know about. That they most is people don't what? know about. And it's all kind of come up. And at the top, there's people I didn't even know who were involved who were sort of uh -huh. synthesizing the research from different lines of effort, of which Doug is just one line of effort, but there's other lines of mm. effort, it turns out. And I know enough to know, I don't, that. well, everybody's trying to be real punctilious with me, about not, but I don't think there's a clean bill of health coming. I think things have been, my sense is things have been submitted this week. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, if they haven't been, it'll be early this coming week. And my sense is also the Senate wants some days to look at the stuff and say, what did you mean by this? And could you clarify that? And we think you ought to rewrite this and such before it gets released to the public. So collectively, I think we're about one week away from the public having this. Okay. And I think you're going to find, you know, there's 10,000 votes. Uh the Biden won by 10,000 votes. My guess is you're going to hear numbers. I, I think that how, well, it is clear because I've learned a lot. This is not one big cheat. This is not one big cheat. What we've realized is there's like 20 different cheats. It's a poos cafe. I've been calling it a, a, one of those disgusting layered drinks of 20 different liqueurs of these different cheats. And th these are all kind of hypotheses. And what we're going to find out is after all this, which of these hypotheses, remember your high school chemistry, which of them turned out to be true? I think enough of them have turned out to be true to get to over 10,000 ballots. I think I won't be surprised if they have hundreds of thousands of votes they have identified as illegitimate. I would not be surprised at that, but I, I don't want to get ahead of anybody. What Tell us about Georgia, uh, Patrick. What do you know? You're in Atlanta. You're, you're there doing some sightseeing. So we're expecting Arizona soon. What do you think about Georgia? Well, Georgia is, there was an investigative team that came out this week using cell phone data. They have identified over 200 people from their cell phones who just ran around, drove around among ballot boxes over and over, uh, stopping at ballot boxes. 200 people, not really uh, driving around and stopping at ballot boxes all around Atlanta and not, not with the government or something, I mean, not people collecting the ballots, but some civilians kind of hard to think right. of an innocent explanation for that. No, it's coming apart on them. We can tell you what they did. A lot of this turns out to have to do with the voter rolls and management of the voter rolls. And there's a reason. Did you just hear that somebody, I think it was Michigan, was all proud that they just flushed 250,000 people off their voter rolls? And Maricopa, right. Right. Maricopa flushed 18,000 people off their voter rolls the day after the vote. Well, the real question is going to be, how many of those people voted on November 3rd? And you know, how many of them were real people? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to turn out, that's another thing. It's going to turn out there's a lot of people who are not real people. 
And there's a lot of people who are real people who didn't vote and their votes got used by someone else. And within that class, there's a lot of real people who didn't vote for part of the day. Then they showed up at the end of the day and said, hey, I'd like to vote. And they were told, nope, sorry, we check our record show. You've already voted. Uh, I right. think that there, there's more of that than people know. Uh, but in Arizona, and this is already public, so I'll let you know this much. They've, they have found you know, one house with two bedrooms that had 52 votes submitted from it. Things like this. So, right. uh, so there are non-existent people and there are existent people who didn't vote, but their votes are in the system. And there are existent people who didn't vote, but then tried to vote and were told, no, your vote was already used. So it's, it's a shit show for want of a better start of it. It's, it's such a crap fest. It changes. It has to change the entire American perspective on our elections. Do you mind if I expand on this for a moment, Todd? Yeah, please go ahead, Patrick. I really have had a light interest in this for 15 to 20 years because I actually know activists on both sides. I'm here in Atlanta with some my uh, some wonderful friends, long-term friends, but they're sort of radical black Muslim activists. And so not normally, I don't know, it's a different crowd than I normally mix, but we're here, I, I mean, something to do with Martin Luther King and such. Uh, I've been hearing from both sides of the aisle for the first time was 2004. And I'll tell you two stories and I won't even tell you which party the two, the two reflect. One was someone telling me that uh, that when you vote in her state, and she was an activist in her state, if you go into the precinct and what the Republicans would do, well, I'll leave the I'll leave the parties out. You go into the precinct, and there's somebody. This is when uh, the precinct worker might have an ink pad in his pocket, and if you walk up to hand in your ballot and you don't look like you're in the party that that person likes. That person just rubs his finger along the ink pad in his pocket, and he takes your ballot, but is he's taking it and smudging it in just the right spot, so then when it gets entered into the machine, it doesn't get read right. So there's tricks like that, but then there are yeah. other, then there are other tricks with the old mechanical machines. And again, I was hearing, and this was from the other party towards the first party. I, I was being told that you know if we go in and try to observe in the precincts. We know that at the end of the day, they just open up the back of this machine and there's a little tab and they flip it. If there's, you know, a thousand people registered to vote and only 400 or 500 have showed up, they take this, they just flip it 500 times and they get 500 straight line party votes for my, my right. opposing party. And it, it really shouldn't matter which part, those people who told me those stories 15, 18 years ago from, from different parties, and it really doesn't matter which party they were from, but it was so to me and everyone I know who's been sort of in the grassroots of politics has confirmed to me over the years from the 90s. There is far more of this. This goes on in every precinct and people keep eyes on each other for the ink pads and the pockets and these different little tricks. Well, given the ubiquity of that kind of feedback to me from the people who worked at the grassroots level, I've always thought that there's far more election fraud in America than is generally understood. Just like on Wall Street, I was the guy who figured out long before 08, oh, there's a whole bunch of mischief going on here that people don't know about. So there's a lot of mischief. 
and the com the computers didn't hide the, the computers just didn't take it away it just made it easier to hide so i think that this and what's funny is all these years there's been this bromide that has been regurgitated by the mainstream media although now like they're getting more obvious in their techniques but the bromide was oh it's a myth that there's any significant election fraud and there was believe it or not one of your you should check into this this would make a hell of a story for years the press jumped up and down and said well there was this study that showed there's not any real election fraud it's very rare well that all turned to trace back to one the work of one graduate student i believe it was university of arizona who was up for a master's degree sent a letter to these attorneys general of 50 states and said how many election fraud cases did you uh, can, uh, have been prosecuted? And she heard back from about a third of the states and she took some, you know, and so really, really poor quality of data. And from that concluded that there was no election fraud. It's a flimsy master's degree research paper became, if you trace the thousands of stories that came out from like that I, from 06 to 2015 about, oh, there's no election fraud, there's no election fraud. It traced back to that one crappy, very incomplete graduate students work. So only, uh, so I've always thought there was some kind of cover up. Uh, what's, what I already know, and I'm trying to be coy because I'm not really supposed to know much and I don't know much, but I know enough that I know all of my fears over these 15 or 20, what I, where that left me with was a thought that one to 2% of the votes in the system were fake. And one to 2% of the votes in the system being fake is enormously important. Americans, you know, you might think that, uh, what does that, you know, there's a hundred points, what's cheating one or two? Well, really the, if it's a football game, it's all played between the two 45 yard lines, right? I mean, you never really hear anyone winning by more than 55, 45 or pretty rare. So if you got a way to cheat, and most of them are sort of 52, 48, if you got a way to cheat one or 2%, that turns out to be enormously important. I think the numbers that may come out of Arizona may indicate percentages that are in the high single digits of votes or possibly more. Uh, and that's gonna be shocking. If it turns out that 10% of the votes in the system are fake, doesn't that kind of, at some point, it just ends this, it's nothing like I thought for the last 15 years. I thought it was at the edge, this one or 2%. If there's eight or 10% of the votes in the system are fake, doesn't that kind of, like, what else do you say after that? You can, it means the Republicans can never win. You can never win. So how, how do we move forward, Patrick? I mean, what, as, a, as a nation in your mind? Well, how we move forward is we get this answer from Maricopa, and then this answer has to inform there's 13 to 20 other states that as of a month ago were ready to launch their own uh, audits. Now it's in such a, uh, what I'd like to see is the Maricopa audit be taken seriously and 13 to 20 other states launch their own audits. And eventually this has to get to the Supreme Court. It's getting, you know, we, we talk all this through as if there's not a third branch of government. It's so corrupt. When the Supreme Court sees the results of Maricopa, Somebody has to really somebody should bring an equal protection clause, clause argument, 14th Amendment uh, case out of Arizona. You have no equal protection under the laws. What that's going to yeah. show is a certain I think you're going to see that in certain precincts. People get treated very, very, very differently than in other precincts in the ways that the, the statistics pull up dramatically. 
And it's going to turn out that the precincts where they get treated one way are Republican and Democratic. And it gets down to what percentage of votes get rejected, what percentage of of um, all kinds of things. So some of the information is statistical, some of the information is, you know, ballot by ballot. They have found, they have found, I think, all kinds of real significant irregularities that, that are un, un, incontrovertible. Maricopa to me is like in jujitsu when you get the right, you can be losing like crazy, but you get the right mm -hmm. hold on somebody, an ankle pick, and then you mm -hmm. can just work, take your time and work it back into control. I think this Maricopa thing is so nasty that uh, it is really a game changer. We can use this alone to just make, just, I mean, going around and chasing them in through 20 states and doing the same mm -hmm. thing is expensive mm -hmm. and timely and crazy. At some point, if the Supreme Court hears what happened in Maricopa, what they should do, if you really want to know what they should do, is some case needs to get to the Supreme Court. This is exactly like in 1962 here in Atlanta. You know, there were, there were uh, what do they call them, literacy tests where they kept black people from voting because you had to walk up and they would ask you, you know, recite the Constitution. And if you couldn't, they said, ah, you didn't pass your literacy test. So, the Supreme Court eventually, with the 64 Civil Rights Act or Voting Rights Act, says, you know, yes, states can run their elections within guardrails. You can't do things that are racist. You can't have poll taxes. You can't have literacy right. tests and such. Well, simmer, and because we can't take this, I put in my book that picture of a German, of a, of a black man walking up and a, sh a sheriff's deputy with a German shepherd you know, attacking him and forcing him away from the polling place or whatever. That's disgusting. And we can't have that. But if this is right about Maricopa and there's 50,000 or 100,000 fake votes, every one of those fake votes was suppress the vote of a real citizen. So that's just like having 50,000 German shepherds keeping 50,000 voters away from the poll. But you're not doing it with German shepherds. You're doing it with this backroom finagling. So the Supreme Court needs right. to do what it did in 1964 or 65 and step up and look at everything that's turning up in this Maricopa thing and say, okay, it's put the lie to this myth that we've all lived under for decades. Oh, no, there's not much election fraud. If it gets established significantly handily in Maricopa, then there's got to be a case that gets in the Supreme Court's hands and they can, they can take a case and say, uh, voting just like you can't have poll taxes, you have to have voter ID. You have to have, you know, some form of verification. Right. You have to have, be perfectly appropriate for the Supreme Court to do that if this Maricopa comes out and shows, oh, everything we've been hearing for decades about, you can you can have loosey-goosey rules and keep everyone on the honor system and it all still works. You know, what if, the, the number to look for is the percentage of the vote that's fake. That's what's gonna come out. Some number is gonna come out of Arizona. 3%, 5%, 7%, or maybe it's a range. We know from 3%, at least 3% or to 5% of the ballots in the are fake, are uh, that were generated through one of a dozen different fake processes. Maybe they're physically counterfeit. Maybe they're voters who got, whose votes got stolen by other, who knows. If that number's, you know, that's the bottom line rubber meets the road number. And that's what you have to look for coming out of Maricopa. And remember, Trump only lost by about 0.1, 0.2%. So anything over 0.2% is pretty decisive. Not that, again, well, I mean, I, I, I actually, go ahead. go ahead. Well, you know, I know, I hate when I talk about this, or even talking about President Trump, because 
it's not about I know a lot of people are in this because they love Donald Trump and they're fighting for Donald Trump. I'm fighting for the Constitution. Whoever won, won. I'll tell you, if I'd woken up on November 4th and I saw Donald Trump had done this to Joe Biden, I would have been over knocking on the door of the Democrats. This is we can't live yeah. in this country if this if we don't have I don't want to live in an authoritarian state. And if we don't have elections, we are in an authoritarian country. Well, I think Lindell's right again that uh, this is a turning point. We can go one way or the other. This can be seen as a silver lining, a blessing that we know what the mask is off. We know what they're doing. If you know they if they'd have got another 10 years of us not really knowing, um, then they could have closed the door forever. So we'll see. It may be. I want to alert you. It may turn out that there's like, I, mean, I think this is so widespread nationally. It may well be that there's 30 House seats that didn't go to the right people and five Senate seats, that, five or six that didn't go to the right oh, people. Oh, easily. I, I don't doubt that at all. We may live in a country know. that has nothing to do with what we, the people, actually want to live in. That's Look at California. Look at California. That's how they swept California. I think California is a lot redder than we think it is in many ways. Well, let's get through this. My last thought is I want to share your readers. Your People are going to be really angry, I think, as numbers start to come out. So angry, they start thinking dumb. I don't want any violence. January 6th yeah. set us back. We don't want any violence. We're going to handle this. We got lawyers up the wazoo. We got all kinds of things. Do not express any violence, please. We're, we want to, I want us to look back with pride that America showed itself as the exceptional country because we got through this and we did it without firing a shot. Please, your viewers, nobody let me down on that. And there's going to be, you know, people trying to incite it as well from the other side. So um, you're right. I think people are well, going thank to Thank you very answers. much. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. I really appreciate it. That was great. Talk Thanks, to you John. soon. Well, thank you, Patrick. That's a heck of an update. We'll get that out. And uh, thank you. And we'll have you back on as soon as we can. Thank talk you. Talk about the results once they're out. I'd be honored.